Hey Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney and Doug. Welcome back once again. Another Disney vacation for McKnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yes. feel like I say that at least once a month anymore. Lately, it, it kind of has been. Which yeah. is great because I love your trip reports. They're great. We learned a lot. Let you in on a secret here. We don't have anything booked in 2020. Until like actually, our road know. drop oh, radio trip. Rope drop trip. That's McKnight coming into family. One. Okay, good. I have something. I'm family with you. Wife and children. Come on. Yeah, the rope drop. I'm the family. awkward uncle. In June. Yes. Speaking that is... of that, yes. The discount came out. Room only discounts. Yeah. And our travel agent moved us from the Polynesian to the Riviera. Ooh, the Riviera, which you just stayed at. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But yeah. I'm excited. That's and that's the one newest bedroom. resort. So, so we Derek, have to share a bed. There'll be a no. There'll be a door between my snoring and you. Oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do that, with myself. You, you I still sleep- hear you. I might. I oh, still the whole hotel. Yeah, I know. They, yeah. If you don't know, Doug snores loud. You probably have heard him states away. Yeah, it happens. It does. Iowa hears it every night for they, sure. They do. I'm. I'm. That's why. Uh, that's why they lost to us the other night in basketball. Yeah, they were tired. Anyway, Doug, uh, I got to start. You had one heck of a travel. We actually have to record this show later than we normally do because you guys had a little bit of delay getting back. Yeah, it was it was a little slow. Uh, four hour delay four with Frontier hours. Lines. Woo! Yes, but with fortunately kids. we made. Yeah, but we made some friends in the airport. So when there was a huge line to check your bag, and the guy in front of us happened to be on our cruise, on our flight back home from. Nebraska, so started chatting with him. Um, so that was awesome. So thank you for the conversation. And I ran into a dental school friend and his family. So we chatted for four hours. So it made it go a lot faster. That's good. Thank but yes. but still, they four were hours. fixing the airplane, a mechanical thing. But you got at, home we safe. See, we did. We could see the plane. They brought out ladders, and there was one guy on a ladder, like in the nose of the plane, and like two guys watching him. And then they're like flipping through, like, you know, sheets of paper. One's on the phone. One looks like he's Googling things. Like, it was not a lot of confidence instilling watching this process. And then we're in the air, about to take off, and the pilot tells us what was wrong, and it was like, he could have said anything. I didn't know what it was, but Navi something, something, something sounded very important. Any pilot listening, please just lie. Just tell us. <laughs> yes. Tell us it's a light bulb to the uh, to the bathroom. The, you know, oh, I've the gotten that one before. Light. Yeah, like just tell us that's why. Oh, a light bulb was out. We had to find the right light bulb. Just lie to me. Don't let me know it's anything important. Please. Well, I am because so glad like, you got home safe. I was worried for you, but yeah, that just what, this is it. Don't travel uh-huh. with the McKnights. If you see Doug or Michelle on your plane, 
just know you might have some travel issues. Yeah, that's I've the learned that a long time ago. Yep. And the sad thing is, like we told those people we were chatting with, and they and they fully believed it later on. You know, when we're still in Orlando, when we should have been at home in bed. Yep. And the kids went to school the next day. I went to work the next day. It was like 2 a.m. when we got to our house. It's great. Good times. Good times. Well, at least you got a vacation in it for what you did. And that's what we're going to talk about on this week's episode. We're going to talk about you going to Walt Disney World on New Year's, which sounds crazy. That's where we're going to start with. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about your Disney Dream Cruise. But first, Doug, we have to read a review. We do. We have a bunch. We're going to do one review instead of all the reviews just to keep it moving along all right i'm already feeling the magic by emmy chris 927 i think i did pretty good with that one found this podcast on a list of best disney podcasts and i would definitely agree doug and derek are a dynamic duo and i glean new information from every episode looking forward to rope dropping with my husband and five-year-old in september and have every detail I'd ever need to know about the parks, our resort, Pop Century, and the best transportation tips and tricks. All thanks to you guys, guests, and Rope Drop Queen. Keep up the great work, and GBR. Go Big Red. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. So some people would think everybody in Nebraska knows everybody, but here, here's proof. She found us on a list. On not a because list. What? I'm excited we name. made a list. We made a list. I've never seen a list that we made, but I've heard about lists. I've seen a couple. I, I just don't know where they're at. I evidently don't go looking for top podcast lists. Oh, I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. Not just <laughs> Disney, just anything. I'm a podcast fanatic, so. Except Murder Mystery. That's what my wife does. I don't do that one. No. Okay, good to know. So I don't have to worry about murdering me yes in the no, don't worry about okay. that no we're gonna have more fun in the Riviera. i don't know just don't snore too loud how about that i'll do my best okay all right there's our review there's our review well thank you so much for leaving that we actually got a lot of them over the uh holiday so we got to catch up over the next few weeks we know the show is going to go a little longer so we didn't want to read too many tonight but seriously guys thank you so much for leaving all of them and yeah, just keep it up. If you want to take a minute, click that five stars. We very much appreciate it. If you put GBR in there, it means go big red. So thank That's you for right. that. And uh, yeah, so it's it's awesome to leave that. It's great for us, but it's also great for SEO. So thank you again um, for those reviews. And Doug gets to mess up your names every week. That is the highlight. So are you ready to travel? Ready? For I the am. Trip I was ready. Uh, I had to live vicariously through. Oh. Oh, no, I know where we're starting today, Doug. I'm not asking about going down there or anything like that. We're jumping right in because okay. there's one thing that I've done Disney-wise that you hadn't mm -hmm. done yet, and that's yeah. 16 years ago, I went to Walt Disney World for New Year's, and I said mm -hmm. I would never, ever, ever, ever do that again, and here you went this year for yes. New Year's Eve to Walt uh -huh. Disney World. Correct. And I'm sure someone down there thought no one would show up because who would want to go to Walt Disney World on New Year's Eve? But right? yeah, yeah, I, I saw that with your family at home. Not only was I w looking at your pictures and stuff you're telling me, Disney Twitter had a field day. This I it must have been insane. I'm sure. Were you there with yes. what thousands of your closest friends? How was the crowd levels? I mean, I have like three friends. So, you know, um, the crowd levels was crazy. Just like we've done Thanksgiving. We've done spring break. 
this is a whole nother thing. This like on a scale of one to ten, it's not present. Like, yeah, it's crazy. So we got down there, we went to the resort, ate like a late lunch and hopped on a bus to the Magic Kingdom to catch the New Year's Eve Eve, 6.30 p.m. fireworks, right? That's how much they want you to like not be at Magic Kingdom for New Year's. They show it at 6.30 and midnight on the 30th and 31st. So I was joking we were going to the old people fireworks, right? Not even the right day, not even the right time. And we got there about an hour and a half before it started. And on the bus ride, we're telling our kids, they're like, oh, let's go do this first and this first. We're like, no, we're just going to get a spot and wait for fireworks. And they're like, yeah, it's it's five. You know, it's at six. Like, they were so confused. We're like, well, afterwards, let's do this. And like, guys, no, it's in and out, just fireworks. They were just like, what are you guys talking about? The whole bus ride. By the time we get to Main Street, I think it had clicked for them that, okay, rides aren't happening today. We found a spot, even with Casey's Corners, that's as close as we could get to the hub. We walked around the hub on the little masking tape sidewalk that they make. We couldn't find a place to squeeze into. I'm sure someone did eventually, but someone with manners would not squeeze into you know know what i mean the midwest so we, manners, the, yes. yeah we squeeze into our spot and then of course we have people literally step on alden at one point to stand there um and so while we're waiting we're at the hour out point and the kids are like maybe we stop at the confectionery on the way out like they're now they're wanting a snack they've gone from that's a space good idea Mountain, i like it yeah, space mountain to buzz to pirates to maybe carpets now we're to snack. Reality setting in that this trip is different. And about 30 minutes out, they're like, so if we get separated, do we just meet at the hotel? Like, that's what they're saying. It went all the way from let's do rides to we'll see you at the hotel if we get separated, guys. That's how busy it looked. I saw some videos on Twitter and on YouTube. It looked more busy than I've ever seen it before. I just, yeah. I have no desire to ever do that again if you're listening right now and think oh i would love to do new year's maybe double think that yeah you know we've done fourth of july which does special fireworks you know for two days i will take fourth of july over new year's anytime well let's talk about that fireworks show since you're right there was it worth it i mean it was good it was very good it's different it's good um the best part about it is not all castle projections so the fact that i was right on the brink of main street didn't really matter you know and then shoulder kids popping up didn't really matter too much because the the show was in the sky so that's the great thing about that you didn't have to see the castle um but the fireworks were good that might be a good one to watch from california grill even yeah because there's so much and that that's the cool thing about it they do it two days and four different times you could watch it one day in the park the next day out of the park because um, this is what we did with the 4th of July when we were there. We stayed at the Contemporary and watched one day in the park, one day out of the park. Um, but we definitely um, – we had a dessert party for 4th of July. So maybe that's why I liked it better. So if you can snag yourself a dessert party for any of those showings, they're going to be worth every penny, every penny. I agree. I will never the do review. that again. That is nuts. If you're ever planning that, double think it. If it's your once-in-a-lifetime trip – Probably not the best time to go. Here's a nice little, yeah, 
definitely not the time to go if it's your once in a lifetime trip. And uh, that was a theme my brain thought over and over and over for three, four days. But the best part was we went to the bus and, you know, every other bus just had massive crowds waiting for it. Well, we're staying at the Riviera, which was clearly not at capacity. Like it's still in its opening phases. Mm -hmm. Like they're phasing it in. And there's only 300 rooms. So instead of a thousand plus rooms, you have 300, not full. So it was us and three other people waiting for the Riviera bus. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to staying there uh, when we go in June now. Yeah. So hopefully I'm worried what will happen is they're going to like share a bus with Caribbean Beach or something. No, 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 no. That would be awful, right? For the price you pay for Riviera, it better stay so that was fantastic um the bus ride back where we had seats i was expecting to stand and basically have my face in somebody's armpit because of my unfortunate height that's what happens on a disney bus for me well let's let's talk not about that let's talk about the riviera a little bit i know we'll probably do a full review if that is where we stay in june if, if, it, could if change it can change you never know with uh discounts and other things that happen but the riviera brand spanking new what were your first impressions, overall impressions of the resort? First impression of the room, we got upgraded for our one night from a one-bedroom to a two-bedroom. My first impression was, holy crap. That was yeah, nice. it was bigger than my first apartment. Oh, it was it was a bigger than my last house, square footage-wise, Derek. Oh, wow. It's that much square footage. I did a video tour. You did. I loved it. The next day, I realized I missed a whole little hallway. I missed a closet in the laundry room. I failed. I didn't even get it all in. Two bathrooms, um, gigantic. I don't know how big that TV was, but it was like 65, 70 inches. Just stupid big. Um, you could people. There's beds every which way. All the different pull-down beds. Those were fantastic. The girls basically had their own suite going on alden was in the living room um nice big table where we ate some snacks at because after we got home from those fireworks we went and we got some snacks at the uh the quick service and the room was awesome it wasn't that long walk from the elevator even though we were the absolute end we had a preferred view so the two bedrooms preferred view are all right above the sidewalk that goes to the skyliner so you sit on your balconies and that's right, balconies. Um, you can see Epcot. You can see Hollywood Studios straight out. Um, so that's why we're at the end there. That wasn't a McKnight curse. That was just where the two bedrooms with preferred view are. And uh, that was fantastic. But it wasn't a long walk um, because the lobbies in the middle, two elevator bays that are down the east and west wing a little bit. So nobody's that far from the elevator, which is nice. The lobby, though, it's set up, it's like it's it is a DVC resort, so there's not a lot of space. Like Bell Services, we were like taking up the whole space when we checked our bags with them the next day. Um, just not a lot of room, a lot of furniture in there, um, and there's not the traditional check-in desk. They like come get you with iPads, type of thing, and you kind of meander around with them. So that was cool. The grounds are really neat, really well done. Riviera, French Riviera is the style. And uh, the little fountains out front, very welcoming, all that sort of stuff. It's fantastic. But we'll go way more in depth on the Riviera after we stay there this summer. But it was really nice. Um, we got to eat at both restaurants. Ooh, that's what I was about to ask you. 
Dining. Yes, fire away. Uh, You ate at both restaurants. Go for it. Okay. Great question, Derek. So the uh, counter service, um, I had the Riviera burger, and the description said portobello mushroom and then blah, 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 all the other stuff. And I'm like, is there a burger or is it just the portobello mushroom? Because it never actually said, like, beef. So I had to ask, and they're like, well, yeah, there's a burger on them. I'm like, well, you might want to f- – so there's the first thing they'll fix. I actually is... failed at that one time. I ordered a Portobello burger, and it was just mushroom. I... See, that's what – I've done that once before on the cruise ship. I ordered it, and uh, the waiter, the server is like, um, based on what you've been ordering for the last five nights, I'm pretty sure you don't want that. I'm like, oh, why? He's like, because that's a mushroom. Just I'm like just a mushroom. Yes, just a mushroom. So it was not. It was actually really good. One thing I've enjoyed doing over the last couple of years when we eat in like a counter service restaurant at a deluxe resort, there's usually a burger that's like the burger, like the Grand Floridian burger. That one was nothing special, even though it had the word artisanal in it. This one was really good though. Everybody enjoyed their meal there except Alden. He got the cheese pizza, flatbread. And he was pretty sure they left the cheese off of his pizza. Have you learned nothing, Alden? You've been going right? to Disney more than any other kid your age. This was supposed to be like French flatbread that was, you know, fancy. So that was the quick service. And they have a Coke Freestyle Machines, which is a plus. Uh, but the restaurant upstairs on the 10th floor, Topolino's, which is looks Italian amazing by the way for mouse it is amazing so it's signature dining they have a character meal which right now is only 40 dollars for adults which Whoa, is really that's cheap. cheap questionably cheap yeah and it's it's kind of set up like the rapunzel's meal on boardwalk where you order off the menu um but it's like there's like five things you can order and they at first they bring you basically a bucket of pastries um because it's artists like mickey is a painter donald's a sculptor Minnie and Daisy are something that I'm not really sure. Maybe like a fashion designer? I can't remember. It's all a blur. But the pastries were really good, and there's stuff to dip them in, like Nutella, which they won't call it Nutella. And then there's uh, other sauces. I don't wow. remember. I only, Oh, strawberry. Strawberry and honey butter. I didn't get the Nutella. Claire ate all of it. But there's croissants that are not the normal Disney croissants and other breads. Uh, and it's uh, the same little bucket type thing that you get on Animator's Palette on the cruise ship. And they have the same butter knives as Animator Palette on the cruise ship. So all on theme there. Uh, the characters were great. Donald, like, I don't know, spent like five minutes at our table just there hanging out, being weird. Who's bored? Um, no one, it sounds like no one's staying at the resort yet. It's, it's uh, like it's a good-sized restaurant, but there's not a billion tables. So, like, you have the same number of characters as play and dine, but you have maybe a third of the people. Oh, so, so great they interaction if you're looking to get that character yeah. time in. Yeah, but it is a lot fancier, a lot nicer. It is because Alden and Claire were, like, flicking, like, being siblings type thing. And I said, guys, you're not at play at dine. Knock it off. <laughs> you know, that was... It is nicer, like, you know, maybe look a little nicer when you go. It is upscale. Not like dinner, though. Dinner is way upscale. Um, so you your dining. not take your kids to dinner? No. Um, I'm. We went with Alex and his wife. 
So I'm lucky Alex took me because I'm not very upscale. So I'm, I thank you, Alex, for taking me to dinner. Um, and uh, there I – like we had to wait a little while for the table because there was a table full of like five kids on their iPads without headphones. Oh, that's so awful. In this, yeah, so that was – they were going to put us right next to that. And uh, we hadn't gotten there quite yet. And Alex and his wife said, um, no, we're going to sit somewhere else. So like, well, you're going to have to wait a little while, which, okay. Um, so we, uh, there's a bar there. So we waited at a bar. I ordered the fruitiest drink on the menu that was like a thimble size. It was mostly pineapple and pineapple juice. I'm glad it's not mango. That's, yeah, well, I made sure. But uh, that was 100% of the alcohol I consumed in the eight days right there. The, uh the girliest drink ever i mean it was yeah i looked around i was the only guy with it i didn't care it was real fruity was is this um, a good time to bring up the negative review that we got this week i think you should well, okay you go ahead so we got a one-star review that we noticed this morning actually and uh someone says Derek and doug are a bunch of drunks who can only take their children to disney with alcohol so uh if you don't know doug very rarely ever drinks yeah, so maybe like three or four a year. Usually in the presence of like Alex. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably it. And it's, and yeah, I, I only drink with the uh like the dining plan. I'll I'll joke around about that. <laughs> where if you got the dining yeah. plan, yes, get the free booze that comes with it, of course. Well that's the way to maximize it. Yes, absolutely. That's it's not about getting drunk thing. with kids. Though sometimes if you're at Disney, yeah, you never know. But uh there you go. I guess we're we're drunks, Doug. Yeah, I I got a long ways to go to match that review. So I know, <sighs> kind of threw know. me off guard. I was a little yeah, angry like, about it. I'm like, yeah, it's, let's see. I drank the one beer that Kenton you didn't like that I because it was fruity. Yep. Actually, what's funny yeah. is I only drink at Walt Disney World if there's alcohol in the dining plan because I'm too cheap to ever buy like thirteen dollar right. drinks ever. Uh, so yeah, I very rarely drink at Walt Disney World. Yeah, so there you go. There you I go. That was our bad review. Thing. So we did. We get a one star, and we have to live with that. Yeah. So maybe if, if someone could write some right more now, five stars to counterbalance. If they're giving us a second chance, maybe they'll uh, change it up. I doubt it. Probably never listen yeah, to I'd, us again. They probably listen to two minutes of like we've. I probably jokingly said, "You need a drink to sit through playing or not playing Disney Junior or something." But I wouldn't need a drink to sit through it because I don't. And like, especially with the kids part. I mean, you put your kids in bed tonight, so it's not like we're uh, we're those dads that go to the bar and then yeah. come home and the kids are in bed. We are uh, very active with our children, so yes. it's like my wife's in, my wife's in Kentucky right now. So yeah, it's daddy kids for five days. So yeah, they're they're good. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's wave season for my wife, so my children and I are just trying not to like get in trouble. That's true. That's yeah. I, I she emailed me back. She's like, I'll get to my trip down the road. So uh, we're uh-huh. good. Anyway, that's our negative review. Uh, I thought go. that was funny. So if you want to offset that, take a minute to click that five star, even though we are sitting at five stars overall. We do have two one stars and like two four stars. Uh, but yeah, yeah click that five stars. Help us keep that, that 4.9 average right there. Uh, it did drop because down. of our drinking problems. Yes. Oh my gosh. All to right. A, a back to, to your now. yes, back to your uh Topolinos. It was awesome. 
overall you'd recommend it yeah um so everybody has said it's amazing and it's good and the steaks that uh alex and michelle got were ridiculously good i got some pasta it was really good my pasta was nice and hot right i'm the one with the food allergy alex and michelle's steak were ice cold like cold not just not hot ooh, but cold so we weren't real sure what that was about um but uh, i think it was my allergy and i think they're still trying to figure out serving timings and you know they're still figuring things out blame Um, doug that's what i always do on trips i yeah i think it was my fault but uh that was that was for sure the, the scenario there um but uh, other than that, the steak was still amazing. Like yeah. the flavor was just stupid good. And I am really nitpicky on my steak. Nebraska so boys from, gotta be. Yeah. That was one nice thing when, you know, everybody orders something different when you go with travel agents and you, you share, you mm-hmm. put stuff on plates, pass it around and try everything. And um, then we went out on the terrace, watched um, Epcot forever temporarily and uh that was neat from the roof um the kites are just kites still from a roof Don still haven't seen it Doug. spoilers there's kites in it okay, Derek. I, know, I know there are. i'll be there in three weeks actually but well, like three weeks from tomorrow i'll be watching up, it yeah. so the the crazy thing when they built the the restaurant it's on the top floor like the terrace doesn't all look at Disney property. Like a lot of it looks towards I drive. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why they didn't put the restaurant on the other wing. Maybe it was a weight of the building issue. I don't know, but it's positioned a little weird, but the only people out on the terrace are people with reservations. So it was not crowded at all. So that was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. And hopefully, uh, uh, we hopefully left I get there. to try that one out. Maybe on our trip. Maybe. Oh, no. We left our kids in the room, and uh, Alex did the same thing, and they all survived. Yay! Kids surviving. They are older, yep. so they can do that. Yep. And we took the Skyliner back and forth, which was nice and convenient, from the Yacht Club to the Riviera. Wonderful. Well, let's jump back into the park. So overall, first, would you recommend the Riviera? Yes. When we had dinner there, I just... I should clarify we had moved out of the riviera into the yacht club because we only stayed one night and i'd absolutely recommend the riviera it's on the skyliner it's great the rooms are fantastic we're pretty sure we're the first people to ever stay in that room pretty confident on that okay so kind well of hopefully weird... maybe we'll be there maybe we'll be at fort wilderness we never know we'll Campsite, find out june sure. 4th actually when we fly down we'll get the text message your room is ready at blank so that's yeah. when we know where we're staying. So looking forward to wherever that is. So if you do want to join us June 4th, we'll be down there. You probably won't know where we're staying, but we'll be down there and we can hang out at the parks doing things like Rise of the Resistance, Doug. Segway. Yes. I know the nice. next day, New Year's Eve, you spent a good chunk of time, the whole day pretty much, at Hollywood Studios. You did take a nap, yeah. I know. but um, We... Oh, yeah, we napped hard. We So we rope-dropped Hollywood Studios. And by rope-dropping, I mean we got there stupid early to stand in a line, to stand in a line again, to get into the park and stand there, stare at our phones. And then when you should have been walking to 
a ride, an attraction. You're on your phone, and like ours weren't reloading really fast. Other people like, oh, we're group ten, we're group fifteen, we're group. And then we ended up like with seventy something. It's crazy. It's just bizarre. So currently, I mean, this could change. You can get into the park, say six thirty even, but they don't start the boarding group process until seven. Yeah, right when the park officially opens is when you can start getting your boarding pass. And so, like, when the whole mob should be going somewhere, it doesn't. But if you want to be able to rope drop, get your boarding pass and rope drop, like, say, Slinky Dog or Millennium Falcon or Rock and Roller Coaster, you need to be there early. We arrived an hour early, and we weren't past the ticket booths when we got past security. We were well behind the ticket booths. So there was a lot of people ahead of us. So and the no problem one's rises walking. That's the problem. No one's Everyone's moving. looking at their phone. It's just a wall of and people that are not moving to any attraction at 7 a.m. No, until you, until you have that boarding group, you're not going to move, no. right? It's yeah. the most important thing. But then by the time you get it and you get somewhere, there's already huge weights everywhere because a whole day's worth of people are at the park yeah. an hour before the park opens. Where normally you have people trickle in throughout the whole morning and then the lines build. This is everybody knows they have to be there. And there is one day I think the boarding groups were gone in 10 minutes. It's like uh, 7, 10. I saw, I saw the other day on Twitter uh, touring plans. Thank you. They've been on the show at 7.07. Seven yeah. minutes, Doug. That, so, the amount of stress yeah. I have right now for the trip I have in three weeks is unreal. And everybody has to be there. So, like, you can't let the one lazy person in your group sleep in and then, like, you go and get a boarding pass for them. Like, it doesn't work that way. Everybody has to be there. So that's the other stressful part. Like, your one friend that you're with or your mother-in-law or somebody, they don't get up. They don't get there. They don't get it. They're not going on Rise of the Resistance. Yep. So, yeah. But so you we got get it. that. You got it with the uh, with the kids. Yeah, and then we went, we hightailed it down towards Rock and Roller Coaster, right? And we, so they stop you halfway down Sunset Strip there, or Sunset Boulevard. Um, and then they drop that rope. And at that point, everybody's going places, right? They, we got our boarding group. They drop that rope. So we're towards the front on the Rock and Roller Coaster. We get there and they're like, oh, it's down. We don't know when it will be up. Like, you couldn't have told us this 20 road. minutes ago. So we could have went one of the – because by the time we backtracked to Toy Story Land, everything was an hour wait except for Toy Story Mania. And, so and we did that. And to put perspective, it's still 7 a.m. Yeah. It shouldn't yes. be an hour wait at 7 a.m. But there's that many people there. So if you're not an hour to 90 minutes early, like you're not going to get on anything very easily. So we did Toy Story because that's essentially what happened to us. By going to Rock and Roller Coaster, we were up close to the rope for Rock and Roller Coaster, um, but then it wasn't didn't matter. So by the time they told us and we went back to the mob, we were so far behind everybody at the front of Toy Story. Um, so we did Mania, and then we went. They did Star Tours. By the time we got to Star Tours, this is New Year's Eve. I mean, literally seven fifteen. They waited. Like 45 minutes at That's Star Tours. That's insane. Star Tours is a walk-on for the first hour. And, I go. You, 
even longer than that. You know, it can be a five, ten minute wait most of the day on a lower. So, I mean, it was insane later in the day. And I was thinking like, oh, you guys do star tours. We can go just stand in line for a smuggler's run for the rest of the morning. You know, if it's an hour, big deal. By the time they got off Star Tours, Smuggler's Run was a three-hour wait. I saw that. You texted me a picture. I couldn't believe it. At one point, the line Gosh. went into Toy Story Land. That's how long the line and, got. Talk about and breaking it went backstage. immersion. It went backstage, too. Like, it's crazy. So we went uh, For to the record, the... side note, it is not worth a three-hour wait. No. Yeah. no, I, nothing. Just, just letting people know on the show. Nothing is worth a three-hour wait. Um, especially in a line. Um, so then we went to launch bay and waited literally five minutes for BB eight, 10 minutes for Chewbacca. It's like nobody remembered that's there. It was bizarre. It was the only empty spot because the other crazy thing Disney's doing is let's have a whole day's worth of people show up at the park all at once, but let's not start any of the shows until 11, 1130, 11.40. So all the places you could go were just the attractions, and they don't have enough attractions. So be prepared for Hollywood Studios, because this is not just a New Year's issue. This The crowd being huge in the morning at Rope Drop is going to continue yeah. until the boarding pass thing doesn't exist. Which it looks like it's going to stay for a little while anyway. And the big issue is like we had our breakfast as a brunch at Topolino's that day. And so we're like, what if our boarding group gets called a half hour before our lunch? Because we got to be gone to get to the, like, you know, we can't teleport there. So I asked several different cast members at Rise of the Resistance. Most of them said, oh, you just come back within, an, you know, a couple hours and. One of them, and most of them are like, no big deal. Go to your ADR. One of them was like, you have a two-hour window. That should be adequate. I'm like, have you gone from a park to a hotel to a breakfast with characters back to a, a park? That's, that's like, over two hours. Have you ever done that? Like, it doesn't matter what meal you're having. You're not, you're not moving that fast. And with children, and I'm not going to rush through a character meal to get back to a arbitrary two-hour window that i know you can full well override and let me in like i know all it is is uh, there you go and you're in like but the problem with the boarding pass is you don't know what time yeah so disney wants you to plan all this stuff six months out then they want you to plan another bunch of stuff two months out but then let's show up the day of and have basically a lottery because everybody's doing it at the same uh, time. I've heard uh, someone got there at 2 in the morning or something like that and did not get one. Their phone wasn't working Wait, right. There's, there's no point in getting there crazy, crazy early. Just hour and a half. Like, that will be – there's plenty. I mean, that's just to get you to rope drop other attractions. It's not going to help you at all with Rise of the Resistance. Because the next day, we also rope dropped Rise of the Resistance. Would you like that story now? Sure, I guess so. Transition. I think so. So this is New Year's Day, right? And the first of the year, 2020. The first. By the way, happy it New Year it. to everyone. Happy listening New Year! Woo. So we went back. The kids voted. They wanted to go back to Rise of the Resistance. It was a like hands down winner. They wanted to do it again. We're like, oh, dear Lord, we want to sleep later than 5 a.m. So we came up with a plan. We were gonna arrive right at 6:50 ish. Arrive Walk to in. the turnstiles. We got to, to check security. in security 
at 650. All right. There is a line at security. We're like, oh, this might have been a mistake. Right. No, that went fairly quick. We got into the gate 658. We're tapped in and through down Main Street just a little bit or Hollywood Boulevard. My bad. Or maybe it was just right at seven. Might have been right after seven we got in. Yeah, it was 707. We got into the park. And we snagged the boarding group, 96. And then we turned around and walked right back out and went and rope dropped Epcot. And uh, we even ran into a listener, Joel Krantz, if you're out there listening. It was nice to meet you on our way back to Epcot. So that was fun um, to meet you. But uh, she did the same thing. She was on her way back to the room for a nap after waking up early to get a boarding group. That's just crazy to me, that day off. And how many people are actually doing this? How many people are not planning on going to Hollywood Studios? You're basically getting a fourth Fast Pass. There was basically like three of us walking the other direction. Okay. So most people are staying. Most people are staying. Most people don't have park hoppers. You have to remember that. The average guest does not get a park hopper. I don't um, understand so like, that because I'm not yeah, the average we had, guest. Yeah, we had our fast passes at the Magic Kingdom that day on New Year's Day, right? So we uh, went, we rope dropped Epcot, went to Test Track, um, and then we hopped over to the Magic Kingdom, used our fast passes there, and ate, you know, lunch at Columbia Harbor House, and we're like. I can just see it in my wife's eyes. I'm like, we're, we're going to Animal Kingdom, aren't we? She's like, well, why wouldn't we go to Animal Kingdom? I'm like, because we could take a nap. I don't know. A million reasons why we want to go to Animal Kingdom. So we went to Animal Kingdom. Of course you did. So Happy wife, did, happy life. Right? So we did all four parks on the first. So I don't Best know. Best we way to the start the people. year. We had to have been the first people to be in all four Walt Disney World parks in 2020. What other crazy person out there did it faster? I don't know, I don't, but that's I no wish you one. got a plaque or something. I, you know, Disney Twitter responded to Michelle about something like, "I wish we had an award, but we don't." Type of thing. Um, but then we went back to you know use our boarding group at four o'clock. I think we basically called it a night after that. Or did we stand in line for Smuggler's Run? Oh, no, that was on New Year's Eve. Back to New Year's Eve. We went back in the evening, stood in line for Smuggler's Run for about 80 minutes. Oh, didn't you have Ken that, with you? No, nah, that was that was way later. Oh, that was on like that. That was the third. Second. That was the second. Yeah. So we did that a couple times. We kind of closed down the park. But 9 o'clock at night on New Year's Eve, Hollywood Studios just empties out. So if you want to go on attractions on New Year's Eve, late late at Hollywood Studios, and I would imagine Animal Kingdom as well, were empty. But after we did Smuggler's Run, we got on the Skyliner, headed back over. Like, we're so close to Epcot, we should at least go in. And we're walking around World Showcase just to get a picture, basically. And the people along the rail of the lagoon, they look like they'd been there since 11 a.m. My children like, it looks like a lot of homeless people were let in. Like it, it, it was really, it was frightening. Okay. Like it was, the kids were concerned for people's well-being. I'm like, yeah, they've been here probably since 11, just camped out. And for locals, they were cold. They're they're cold. It wasn't cold, but they were cold. So New Year's at Epcot is something, and uh, it wasn't my cup of tea. If you like to party. Swear it out. I mean, it smelled like booze in places as we're walking. So that's where the one-star review should have went to just Epcot. Totally. 
right that that show those podcasters were there we were not not my cup of tea it smelled like a college party in places as we walked through and that was at 10 o'clock at night so we actually the yacht club beach club had a thing up that said like new year's party starts at 9 30 in this location so we're like oh we'll check that out see what's happening at the resort we get there it's like hula hoops um you can make slime um, there was like a pop-up bar and like a couple other things were like, this looks like a combination of a after school kids program and a senior center New Year's party. It was the saddest New Year's party I've ever seen. And I've been in our children's museum New Year's party. So we did not stay at that. Uh, we went record, back to- I will never do the children's museum New Year's party again. Don't they gave them all bubble wrap. Derek at the one I went to every kid got a sheet of bubble wrap oh that that's fun. horrible don't do that ever <sighs> but uh so we went back to the room just kind of hung out and then you know 10 tell we went outside and watched the fireworks from um just outside our room when our room was practically in Hollywood Studios at the Yacht Club some of you may have seen the video on Twitter from our room to the lobby it's still plain I think um it was such a long walk um, so we just popped out the door at the end of the hall and there we were on the boardwalk. Well, the wooden board, it's not the boardwalk resort, but you know, the boards that are a walk and watch them from there. And it's a lot of pyro. They blew up a lot of stuff at Epcot. That, and I mean, that'd be a fun one to go to. Crazy, it would be but fun. If, Maybe if, without I, kids. if, I, was, if I was a local, oh, there yeah, without locals. kids, that's the thing to do. Um, if I was still in college, yeah, definitely a place to be if I was in college. I'm not. I'm old now, Derek. I just I understand. tell people to get off my lawn. And so that was our New Year's and kind of our New Year's Day, all wrapped into one jumbled mess. Yes, it sounds like it. In fact, following you on social media, it sounded like that quite a bit. And it was crowded, cold, and definitely an interesting experience. Your kids did do Rise twice. And I think, yeah. are we going to be able to get them on a Patreon show? I'm going to do my best. Yes, I so will get them on Patreon. If you want to hear uh, the review of it, you're going to have to check out our Patreon, which you can find a link to that in our show notes. And thank you to all of our Patreons who uh, I get to go on one with a cruise, I just found out, yeah. which is awesome. And then the following week uh, on the Fantasy as well, another one of our Patreons will be on there. So really cool that we got some trips lining up. Uh, so yeah. definitely if you check that out in that community, it's amazing. Swag and bonus shows. But I can't wait to hear what your kids thought about Rise of the Resistance as well. They really liked it. They That's... really liked it. Yeah, but the next day we did Animal Kingdom because Michelle wanted to. I think she was like, we're not doing well, Rise again. Well, you had to again. do Triceratops spin. We, well, we snuck that in on New Year's Day. We okay. That was our one, was attraction. one attraction. We New Year's Day, Animal Kingdom, I mean, the waits for the big ticket things were mm-hmm. crazy. But Triceratops spin was maybe five minutes so it wasn't bad. And that's, you know, it's a quality attraction. Okay. I if could, you say I could so, actually, Doug. you know, define good attraction. I couldn't get on the other attractions within an hour. So here's an attraction I could actually walk in the park and do and enjoy with my family. Ooh, See? That's how I'm defending that statement I made a few weeks ago. Anyway, we did that on our four parks one day. So we rope dropped Animal Kingdom on our last park day and, uh, the usual things. We didn't do safari. The kids voted they didn't want to do safari. I'm like, okay. And uh, 
by the time we got to dinosaur, we actually had to wait in the building where, you know, you have the big dinosaur in the middle and mm-hmm. you kind of go around it. We had to wait there. And the kids were like, what are we doing here? Like, what, what is this? They were so confused, but we had an hour until we could use our first fast pass. So it was like, well, we could go stand outside and that leads us nowhere. Or we could stand in here and read all about fossils for an hour. And so it was that busy with dinosaurs. It was that busy That's on crazy. the 2nd of January. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. But we still we got Flight of Passage in and Dinosaur, Triceratops Spin, Primeval World. They went on Everest. And then they used a Fast Pass on Everest again. And uh, then we uh, can't remember what else we did. But then that was the night we had dinner too with Alex and his wife. No, no, that wasn't the night we had dinner. That was on the first. That was the night we met up with Kent. Kent. Yeah, I was going to say. And you got to do with studios. And I want to hear about doing Smuggler's Run. Finally, you have a party of six. Yeah, so party of six is awesome, right? And so we waited about 80 minutes. And uh, I mean, Oh, sorry. I puked there. Yeah. But I think the kids, Samantha and Alden, I think, still say it's their favorite ride. Okay. Um, and so Alden got to pilot with Kent. And... Alden just basically giggled the whole time and was distracted and kept running into things. All of our kids love Kent, by the way. He's like yeah. the new uncle he's, of both families. Yeah, he's awesome with the kids. And uh, Alden talks to him about basketball like the whole time in the line because Kent's a referee for basketball. And so, and he's, you know, Kent has ref some for, current NBA players. So Alden's all excited because now he's like, you know, two degrees of separation. Because clearly Kent's best friends was somebody he refed once. Yep, right? So exactly. Alden comes home and tells his friends, like, yeah, I hung out with this guy that refed this guy. That's, you know. Oh, I know a know. guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who might know yeah. a guy. Right? So, you know, the 12-year-old brain at work. But yeah, all the kids had fun talking to Kent. And, uh, yeah, it's how, a good how'd time. How did you do on the ride, though? Not well. Alden, I think, was distracted. Yeah. By flying. I'm with guessing Kent. your daughters were the uh uh they were the gunners. gunners. Yep, and you and Michelle mm-hmm. in the back. Yeah. Actually I think I might have been a gunner. I think Samantha wanted to be an engineer or something mm-hmm. that time. But uh yeah that, that's when I would was... love that ride. If I could get six people that I six. know on it together and just I mean, have fun. Just screaming at each other. Yes, exactly. Oh. Yeah, it was fun. Michelle recorded it. I think she posted it and uh it was a good time, so that was that was fun. And then the next day, I woke up and went and rented a car. Yeah, so let's jump into that. Uh, I know we've talked about the dream quite a bit on this show. You've been on it numerous times. I've been on it. So we're not going to dive into a full dream review. We do want to hit up some of the highlights and then one thing that did happen to you, which is very unfortunate. But uh, yes. first off, let's uh, talk about the dream. I'm... How will you announce it? This was your 10th cruise, which means... 10th cruise. We are now platinum. Platinum Disney Cruise Line. Congratulations. Thank you. That is a huge award. You get the cool platinum when when that happens. When the magnet comes, it's the most expensive magnet I've ever bought. 10 Disney cruises. Yes, I can only imagine what you've spent on those, but that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. It's really cool because you were boarding group two. Yes, so you guys two. got on the ship way before everyone else, so you pretty much Which had to run Which will be mill. the last time, hopefully, I'm boarding group number two. Yeah, number one. Platinum is usually one with concierge. So, um, yeah, we got on, went to uh, Cabanas, 
ate our normal cabana's breakfast or lunch. We've had two recent sailings on the Magic, and one thing you realize right away on the Dream is the buffet is bigger, but people are crazier. It's like there's more people in the so. We remembered we forgot that Cabanas is a little battier on the first meal than than the Magic or the Wonder, so we forgot we used we normally eat our lunch either in one of the sit down restaurants or at uh, Tomater's Grill. I don't know. We just weren't thinking. We're just the last couple cruises we're used to going Cabanas, so we we uh, broke our own rules, but we survived. Um, and the kids went swimming, and we went to the kids' clubs, checked those out. Um, one thing we did do, Claire is nine, and she's not quite an edge yet, but her siblings are both still an edge. Samantha could do edge and vibe, um, but Claire really didn't want to go to the Oceaneers Club or lab, especially without her siblings. So we asked when we were in edge if she could go, and they kind of – First, when they were looking at them, they're all through the same height right now, which is really weird. So, like, they weren't even sure which one was the 9-year-old and which one was the 14-year-old. So they have a little waiver you can sign if they're close and they're like, you know, if they come and they're not behaving, you know, X, Y, Z, they're going to get kicked out super fast. So if there are any kind of problems, she's like, she has a short lease to begin with. So um, sign a little waiver. She never had a problem. Uh, she went and did everything with them throughout the three nights. So that was cool. That's awesome. They get to be in a, You're yeah, out of the Oceaneers kind of uh, age group. That's almost, crazy. Yeah. We it are is, still and, locked into that one for quite a while. And so we went to Vibe then. And in Vibe, Alden and Claire are like, this is awesome. Dad, look at this. Like, they're all excited about Vibe. And Samantha's just like, there's no library. Like, oh, Sam. What are we gonna do with her? She loves and, to read, uh, Doug. Right, you and so a they. Get, she was reading on the, uh, on the. Just reads. Yeah, just reads everywhere. Some lady in the airport was like, "Oh my gosh, look at that! There's a kid reading an actual book!" Like as she's walking past, and Samantha's like, "Yeah, I like paper." I'm like, "Oh, you know, the old lady in her had a moment, but like, so they reprint your uh, key to the world card and the vibe." So you get a black one with like gold letters on it. Oh, cool. So Sam thought that was cool. Alden was jealous. Um, so they checked out the vibe. And then there was supposed to be on Castaway Day at 3 o'clock, the edge could invade the vibe. So Claire and Alden had been looking forward to this edge invasion of vibe since like 2 o'clock on you know the first day. Well, Castaway didn't happen. What, the Doug? Weather, the weather no! did not let us dock. They tried three times. I kind of attempted to try. Thing. I yeah, think people listening aren't really even comprehending. It's Castaway is magical. It is my wife's favorite place on the whole earth. Planet. The planet. Yes. yes. It's, and it's we, an we could see it. I could smell it, but I couldn't get to it. That cookies barbecue was right there. Oh, and it's. Cookies barbecue is so much better than what we ate for lunch. That was the worst part was like knowing that the chicken and the, it's just better. Yep. It was, I'm yeah. Sorry. So I that felt didn't so happen. Bad. I, t- I told my wife that and she was just like, she, we have a double dip coming up in November and she's like, I couldn't imagine. See, that's the best thing about a double dip. Sometimes on a four night dream, 
the day at sea is after the castaway day. So every now and then they can slip in on that day at sea if there's not another ship scheduled to be there and they can get you to castaway. That happens. But no, I'm not going to promise that. But oh my gosh, yeah. So I spent some time just sitting in, down by guest services, listening to people complain. Oh, I would love that. Just get a nice big coffee, One, iced coffee, and just listen. One lady was like, I'm not leaving this desk until I have a full refund for my cruise. And it was like, yeah, I don't. that's not going to happen. Nothing happened for her. Like They don't, yeah, you get nothing. Um, they, and then like, so the pools don't open until 10 because everybody's supposed to get off and go to castaway. And like, they're still trying to dock at 10 and they try to get in at noon. And they, you know, so like the pools actually open five minutes late. So Claire was like standing on the edge of the pool at like nine fifty two, And she just stood there watching the lifeguard and like the maintenance guy that's opening it was finally done. 10.05, the lifeguard blows his whistle. I don't think the air had gotten all the way out of the whistle yet, and Claire was in the water. She was the first one in on Castaway Day out of, I think, anger. Because this is the second time this has happened to us, Derek. I can't believe that. That's We, yeah. We, that we're, some, I do not, you know, I keep talking about the Rope Drop Radio Cruise and you how much I look to. forward to doing that someday. I don't know. You're making me uh, regret wanting to do that. Yeah. Though I do think... I might hear, and we're going to tell Michelle this. I'm thinking when the Disney Wish comes out. I know uh-huh. you guys go early. We go early. I'm just saying. Put a little my, bug yeah, in there. No way it would ever dock because of us. But, yeah, so Claire was right in the water. Samantha was right after. Alden was running the 5K. He was so mad he didn't get off to run the 5K, but they do it on the track on the deck four. So he got to do his 5K. He ran it like a 21 or 22 and so he is pretty excited. He said he won his age group. And then I asked, were there any other kids there? And he's like, no, no, there well, was no other won. kids. Well, then he won. Celebrate, yeah, Doug. <laughs> he words things correct, right? Yeah, but the really crummy thing is he really wants a Castaway 5K t-shirt. Because Samantha has one for when she ran it. They, they have some really nice dry fit yeah, Castaway 5K t-shirts. He really wants one. Well, they don't have any on the ship. So he has the metal, he has the bib, he has the sore legs, but not the t-shirt. So I'm going to reach out to some people heading to Castaway soon to see if they can snag him a t-shirt. Hopefully someone will. But yeah, he was he was grumpy about that. Um, I was mostly grumpy about cookies. Oh, and yep. yeah, beef ribs, woo! I, that was that was honestly one of my biggest the biggest and I like the Pelican Plunge slides. They're fun. They are fun. I like the really fast one. And uh, you know, I do a few slides and then I'd sit in a chair and I was gonna, you know, use my day pass through Verizon and get on Twitter and get on Facebook because, you know, some people read on the beach. I don't understand why there's this you're gonna go to the beach and just sit on social media, like, oh, you're gonna go to the beach and read a book? How is that really any different? Other than you're, I don't know, you're reading a book. You're just staring at paper. If you can do that in Paradise, I can look at Twitter and then post pictures of it and remind well, you that you're you're a social not. media influencer, Doug. It's your job. Yeah, it is. My, I get paid all of nothing to do it. But so that was the other disappointing thing is I had all these pictures. I was ready to text you. Just you know, stupid pictures that never see the light of day other than like Derek will think this funny. 
And then I couldn't because I didn't get data that day because we were cheap and we didn't buy an internet package. But we're like, we're going to be in port in Nassau. We're going to be in port in Castaway. Like, it's simply hours we're not going to have data. So, but that did not turn out to be true. But we enjoyed our cruise. I mean, it, we had a great time. We um, got second place in several Twitty. Trivias. There was somebody that kept getting perfect scores, which I question when they grade yes. their own paper. Yeah, grade your own paper. Always bothers me. Yeah. I had that happen I, when I did the uh, theme park challenge. I got third, and I was like, really? You guys who got yeah, all the questions I, right? I kind of want to see your paper. But uh, And then uh, we went – we didn't go to the Gold Mickeys because – the, the golden Mickeys, but we did go to Beauty and the Beast, which won a uh, international award for best stage show, not just at sea, but like all stage shows. So it is an award-winning show. It is they use a lot of projection mapping, and it's really good. And then we also went and saw Believe, and Believe is a good show because Love our it. kids are still singing the the songs about what makes a flower grow. And it's a earworm if there's ever one. And it's also a horrible show to watch if you left your kids at home and went on a cruise because it's got a little cats in the cradle theme with the dad not paying attention to his daughter. So our very first cruise was on the dream and we left the kids at home. And of course, on the last night, you go to this Believe show and here they are, you know. The little girl all of a sudden all grown up and the dad doesn't recognize her when she's dancing in this ball gown. And and yeah. And then, of course, Claire's like, are you crying to Michelle? Like, just mom's crying. Why is mom crying? Like, Claire's not getting it at all. Right. She's 10 or nine. How old is 10? She's 10. Did I say nine earlier? You she's did. 10. Oh, my gosh. She's 10. You're supposed to be 11 to get an edge. Um. But yeah, so Michelle's crying because that's what believe does to you. It does. Um, I got teary-eyed in I, it. I've seen it enough, and uh, I was mostly just grumpy about you know the dude in front of me moving his head back and forth. I'm like, one spot, buddy. Just pick a spot, and then I can pick a spot, and we're all good. Instead, there's got to be this trickle of people. But yeah, so Michelle cried, and Claire made fun of her. But uh, we had a great time. We ate lots of ice cream. That's a given. And uh, then we got off the ship super fast the next day. Yeah, first, though, my favorite thing you didn't mention was your door oh, yeah. on the ship. Oh, yes, my door. Lots of Which blew up on, on social media, uh, on all of our yeah. social medias. And so I'm hoping you got a lot of people talking about it. Well, I did what every normal sane person does. And I put a Twitter poll out there for uh, how I should decorate my door. And one of the items was lots of baby yodas and shockingly that one yep so i put lots of baby yodas and then i typed up a lot of little uh sayings to go with baby yoda like you know the he'd have an excited look on his face and it put like knowing there's unlimited soda for three days look at that i called it soda instead of pop that was really hard for me um little little things like that um using the force to find a seat at cabana's you know, there's some good ones. If, if you haven't seen it, check ones. it out on any of our social medias at Rope Drop Radio. Uh, it was it was phenomenal. I loved it. It was great. Lots my of, favorite door you've done. Yeah, I, and uh, we had we've done a Rapunzel door in the past that was really good, and uh, we did a small world door in Europe because we thought, oh, we're visiting lots of countries. It kind of tied in. So the problem is, I have to keep looking for new material it was a lot better than the year i did the all the porgs 
that one. Oh, didn't I love go that over, one. So I did like that. I liked it, but I think that it was more a niche market. Mm-hmm. Um, the poor gourd. That was another one suggested by Twitter. Uh, well, not suggested, but won a Twitter poll. I just I put it on there as a joke, thinking nobody's gonna pick porgs. You don't well, know people did. well. I don't. I really don't. All right. Well, we're coming up to the end of the show. I think one thing we need to hit up though is you got off the ship. You you dock back at Port Canaveral. Early express is what seven a.m. It depends. Seven to Whenever seven thirty. Yep. We were cleared about seven twenty when our ship was cleared and uh we were off of there and so you're texting me the night before hey what time is rope drop at magic kingdom well it's 9 a.m yeah, we didn't yeah no i didn't I did. have data to check so i did all that for you <laughs> hey what's the weather uh-huh. i was your weather guy and then uh-huh. uh, to my shock and awe you guys were able to get off the ship get through customs get to your rental car and get which to was parked my... in the garage so it was cheaper far. for us to Rent the car in Orlando, drive it to port, park it for the three nights because it was only a three night, and then drive it back to um, Magic Kingdom. Where you parked at uh, was, Contemporary for a wave reservation. We had a wave. Which, we yeah. Ate a wave. Yeah, yeah, you ate and at we, wave. We may have left our car there. Not Maybe. I don't know. It wasn't there long. But, uh, yeah. Did Magic uh, Kingdom. That's That's... And you got we were, there for rope drop. We weren't on the rope, but we doesn't were like doesn't matter. You you made the, it for rope drop. Oh, That's because we I tried thought. that with uh, we did express check off and we had a happy limo and we got into the park at nine, like nine, ten, nine, eleven. Uh, so we almost made rope drop. But that's a challenge. And you did it. Yeah. So I am proud. Our, our flight was until six twenty. So we had a lot of time. So. If we did happy limo, it's easy to do to the port. But coming home from the port, like we had luggage, and mm-hmm. if we want to go to the park, we gotta put our luggage somewhere. Oh yeah, so, like, you gotta well, put it in the car. That makes only sense. Only option I like it. is to rent a car, and like by the time I rent a car in Port Canaveral and happy limo there, I was like, I wonder what a whole round trip like because sometimes you rent it over a weekend, the price is better than a one day rental. And so it just worked out where the math was better to pay the $60 to park it at Port Canaveral. It would have never thought it was cheaper to go that route, but this time it happened to be. So it made it super fast. And then we were able to take that back, return it at the airport. And if you're ever looking to do um, a rental where you pick up and drop off at different locations, Alamo is the only company that doesn't have a charge mm-hmm. to have a a one-way rental. So we rented it from the Dolphin, which was right next to, literally next to our room. Um, and it was super easy. You get a little slip of paper from them. You take it out in the valet, brings it up to you. And I did a little walk around with my phone, made a little video of the car, and went picked up everybody, and we're off to the parking garage where I feel every like, crew I feel like starts. this could be a whole nother episode talking about this. Here we are at the end. So that's pretty amazing. And some strategies definitely to make it worthwhile, save money, save time, I think uh, was the big thing and able to get more done. So that is a crazy, we only, we've talked for an hour. You did a lot in an hour. Yeah, we did a lot. It was a busy, and we took some good naps. Would you ever go back on New Year's again? Any design? Yeah, I would because we have an annual pass. I mean, like you said at the beginning, I'd been there like five times this year. 
So would I go for my one trip a year or lifetime two trips a year? No, absolutely not. I'd avoid it unless it's the only time you could go. And uh, yeah, then you have to use a travel agent. In this scenario, like the kids, like oh, they decided let's not do safari. They were okay with that. And at one point, we're like, do you want to go wait for thunder? No, we're okay. So it's different. It's a different trip. But since we didn't, like the agenda was New Year's fireworks, rise of the resistance. Only two things we had to do. And then the cruise was just, it was nice. Just relaxed a lot. Enjoyed a lot of good meals. Um, got to catch up with my a friend I made on our Mediterranean cruise, Glenn. He was also on this cruise. So that was nice. We chatted in the, in the port quite a bit. So that's fun. All right. Well, I'm glad you're back safe and sound and you need to get some more rest because you were busy. You uh, text me. You said you're running on fumes at like day four. So I'm, I'm oh. glad you had that cruise to kind of rest up. Recover. Yeah. So many early mornings with Rise of the Resistance. Yep. And I'm sure it we'll was... continue to talk about that because that's going to be just crazy all year round. But if you have mm-hmm. any questions for us, uh, we got a lot of questions over the last few days. So thank you to everyone who listens, who hits us up on Instagram, Facebook, email, uh, Twitter, and asks questions. Doug's great at answering the more elaborate ones on strategies. Uh, We're getting some crazy ones. But yeah, thank you so much. We love talking to you guys who listen to the show and helping you plan your ultimate Disney vacation. And of course, the best way to do that is by talking to Michelle, who we should probably bring back on the show sometime to talk more about it. But uh, yeah, she's too busy right now, like planning other people's vacations to Mm -hmm. even be on the show. And she's amazing. So her email is in the show notes. She can help you get started. She's completely free. And it's just, you got to book with a travel agent to help you get discounts, reservations, fast passes, strategies, all sorts of things. So for 2020, make that your resolution. There you go. Resolution. Resolution. Book a trip to Disney, whether it be a cruise the theme parks, heck, go to an all-inclusive. Talk to Michelle about it. All right. Sounds like a good plan. Sounds great to me. I booked one for June 4th. Actually, I got one I... here uh, uh, January 30th. I should be more excited oh. for that one. Next trip report is Derek's trip Yay! Report. I love those because it's a reverse. You ask me questions. So looking forward it's to fun. that one. Uh, we have a lot of great guests coming on for 2020, so be stay tuned for those. And, of course, in our Patreon episode this week, Doug will be talking to his kids about the trip. Uh, I want to hear their stories from the castaway frustrations, as well as their uh, review of Rise of the Resistance and some of the things that they did. So if you want to check that out, our uh, Patreon link is, of course, in the show notes. But that is all the time that we have. So for Doug, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.